He's been seen on CNBC, the Fox News Channel, and the Fox Business Channel. His articles can be found on MarketWatch, Seeking Alpha, TheStreet.com, and many other places. He's the author of the weekly Best Stocks Now newsletter and the inventor of the Best Stocks Now app. He's president of Gunderson Capital Management. Here is professional money manager, Bill Gunderson. And welcome to the Thursday, January 25th edition of the Best Stocks Now show with professional money manager, Bill Gunderson, president of Gunderson Capital Management. And, uh, boy, we've got some earnings news to go uh, through here today. The Dow is up right now, 141 to 37,947, just below its all-time high. The Nasdaq's up 47 to 15,527. The S&P 500 is up 18. That puts uh, the S&P at 48.86. That is a new all-time high on the S&P 500, already hitting its uh, 12-month target price for many uh, of the wirehouse firms out there that put out like a 4,800, 4,900 target. We're already there, okay? Russell 2000 is up 16 points today. Crude oil on a big uh, drawdown uh, and and demand picking up, not in China, but apparently from other parts of the world, especially here in the U.S. Crude oil is at $76.67, but highly, highly unpredictable. Gold is at uh, 2023. It's up $7 per ounce. Silver's up 15 cents to 2304. Uh, and the 10 year is down four basis points here. The 10 year uh, is now sitting at uh, 4.14%. And Bitcoin is hanging out right at 40,000 feet. 40,003 is where Bitcoin is. It's up 137 today. So welcome to today's uh, Best Stocks Now show with professional money manager Bill Gunderson, president of Gunderson Capital Management, a fee-based only nationwide uh, advisory firm. And uh, without question, the big news of today, it seems like we're coming to a reckoning, Barry, the EV reckoning, I would call it. Not W-R-E-C-K, but R-E, take the W off of there. I think it's a big rethought, rethink going on right now in the EV move. And, uh, man, it's trickling right on down the line uh, from Tesla. Do I have Barry? Yeah. Really, okay, there he is. All right. Yeah, I want to make the sure. Whole, really the whole green economy, you know what I mean? It's, yeah. Um, I was highlighting some of the, uh, I mean, you know, end phases struggled lately as of late. You know, you're, you're just all of your big players. But, yeah, this, this uh, you know, Tesla down uh, over 10% today. And, you know, you got to think where, you know, all of these automakers, right, have been going to, you know, towards EVs. Is it, is it just, is it, you know, does it, is it going to end up being a bad investment in terms of ROI for investors and <laughs> well, companies in general? And a lot of them are backing off of uh, their, <laughs> right. their aspirations and their plans and their, uh, except for GM, they're still all in. Okay, here's a flashback to January 11th, uh, which is just two weeks ago today. 
we own Tesla in our premier growth portfolio. Now, remember, we only own 19 stocks uh, in our premier growth portfolio. Uh, so when we make a change, it's a pretty sizable change. Uh, and uh, we also own Tesla in our ultra-growth portfolio, uh, which is about the same amount of stocks, 18 or 19. And uh, on January 11th, I sent out this uh, notice to all of our clients and subscribers selling all of my Tesla $226.45 is where it was at at the time. Out of all portfolios, I do not like the way this stock is trading, and I do not like the leveling off, the leveling, leveling out of future earnings expectations. And, uh, you know, that was a pretty good move. A lot of times, in fact, I think I'll spend a little time today uh, when you've got a lot of big gains in stocks or you own stocks, I think the hardest decision for almost all investors is when to sell. And I'm going to talk about that a little bit. Today, what prompted me to sell Tesla on that day? It was 226. Uh, and today, Tesla is at, uh, let me take a look where Tesla is now. It's been falling and falling and falling. It's at 188 <coughs> right now, so we sold it 40, 40 points ago, and uh, I'll talk a little bit later uh, in the show as to why. Now, we finished the day yesterday. Uh, it's always good to begin there uh, where we were at when we, uh, when we left you yesterday. The market uh, had... Uh, let me get to my notes here, right there. The market uh, had a pretty good day yesterday. Uh, we had some earnings out. Uh, <coughs> another new high uh, for the uh, the NAS or the uh, S and P 500, but the Dow was down, and then Dow was fueled by big gains. ASML. <laughs> Talk about ASML just for a minute, Barry. Yeah, well, were the ASML? I mean, they came through with the. Uh, just, uh, I mean, it, it, almost an NVIDIA-like uh, report. Uh, revenues, uh, we've tripled. Uh, and of course, that resets guidance on a go-forward basis. And literally, you know, really all of your, uh, particularly on the high-end uh, chip makers, NVIDIA can, continues to uh, to defy gravity and, and continues to rise, as well as uh, AMD. AMD's really gotten, uh, you know, has really gotten a push uh, over the last, I don't know, uh, I'd probably say last week or so, um, you know, just in terms of you know movement in in January, because it's hard to it's hard to think back to uh, the very beginning, the first few days of January, where you know it seemed like uh, market was sluggish. It seemed like it was you know uh, it was no no real conviction. And uh, I was reading uh, I was reading some some things in terms of the Magnificent Seven. Of course, Tesla was is is part of that or was part of that at least last year, but. If you pull, um, you know, if you pull them out of the S and P 500, the uh, you know the, the the multiples around a 17, you keep them in, and the multiples, uh, you know, over 20. So yeah, um, those those high, you know, those those names that did well last year, you know, a majority of them are continuing uh, into this uh, this yes. year. And ASML, a lot of these reports have been a big part of it. And you know, I've gone back. I, I really expected to see some uh, some redistribution and some selling. Uh, in early January of these big winners from last year. And uh, it happened for a few days, and that's about it. 
you know, we didn't sell. We maybe trimmed just a little bit, rebalanced just a little bit here and there. But for the most part, we still own the same portfolio that we finished last year with. And I think that the reason why, <laughs> there's nowhere else to go. Where are you going to go? Kimberly Clark? You going to go to Johnson & Johnson? Are you going to go to Merck? You know, there's nowhere else to go. So I just think that there's a bigger concentration of best stocks now uh, and really good growth companies. There's not as many around. Uh, it, it's pretty highly concentrated and pretty highly focused. So, uh, you know, like if I sold my uh, AMD, where would I go? Uh, other than, you know, expecting a big uh, downdraft or something like that and just setting it aside in cash. But you're not going to spread out into uh, Intel or, uh, or or into uh, mediocre stocks. That just makes no sense. Okay, now, Barry, talk about the U.S. economy, uh, the GDP report for Q4. This is our first look, right, at Q4? Yeah. This is the this is the first look and uh, and and came uh, came it was up three point three percent in uh, in the fourth uh, in the fourth quarter that was more uh, more than expected and uh, it's you know it's interesting just from uh, just from a uh, from a GDP growth standpoint right uh, you know twenty twenty three because the fourth quarter of twenty twenty three is this reading but you know for the year you know you had a you had a year where you expected the economy to to slow down you expected you know earnings really to potentially drop off particularly on the second half of the year and you know frankly you know the the i think if you told if you told powell that this is how things were going to play out right uh you know he would have been i think he would have been pretty thrilled or pretty you know maybe patted himself on the back uh a, a bit but uh you know the con, you know the main thing is that the u.s consumer remains strong uh, when you look around the globe, I mean, uh, the the place where capital is being treated the best is 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 here in the U.S. at the moment. Uh, you know, you get you know, you know, who knows what the growth is in China? We know it's not good. Um, no, and, and the market's and, uh, hitting new lows. Right. No matter what numbers they throw out there, we we know it's not great there. And uh, in Europe, uh, you have the ECB. Uh, keep rates uh, the same, and Lagarde, you know, mentioned that there are some beginning to see some data of of, of slowdowns in uh, you know in the eurozone, uh, and of course in the U.S., GDP is continues to continues to defy. Yes, Powell looks like a, a an absolute genius, right? <laughs> the best pilot of all time. That soft landing touchdown. We'll be right back. And welcome back here to the uh, second quarter of today's Best Stocks Now show. Well, if you're looking for some weakness in the economy right now, I guess you could point to the big bounce in jobless claims today, Barry. 25,000 uh, jump from, uh, that's pretty big, actually. 
Yeah, I mean, I look at it, and it would, I feel like it'd be it'd be more, you know, I guess more important if uh, if they didn't miss the estimate by such a wide margin last week. But uh, uh, but yeah, jumps uh, twenty five thousand from one hundred eighty nine thousand to uh, to two hundred fourteen this this time around. Uh, of course, I think I want to say we got up as high as maybe around two thirty so far, and in some of the more you know, I guess in some of the data in the last I don't know, say three months or so, but. Um, still, uh, you know, uh, continuous claim, continuing claims actually ended up a little higher than expected. So, um, the, the one thing we always know is it seems like whoever the, uh, analysts are for, for this number, either it's a tough number to judge or, uh, or, or, or they just don't have much luck, uh, um, picking it. But, uh, yeah, so, uh, so over, overshot that, uh, you know, uh, that number again. Uh, continuous claims is right, came in right, right at 1.833 million. Uh, expected 1.828 million. So, um, but overall, I think, uh, you know, get back to that GDP number. One of the most impressive things was the, um, the, uh, real disposable income. So, you know, real disposable, which means, which means, you know, wages were going up and, uh, or at the, or inflation was going down or both. Um, and real disposable income, which means, you know, folks have more money to spend in their pocket was, uh, actually increased 2.5% versus, uh, 0.3% in the prior quarter. So, yeah. Folks got more money in their pocket to buy stuff. Oh, I'm glad you do. But no, I'm just kidding. You know, I always look to make sure I'm not on that uh, that uh, jobless claims list. And I'm glad to see once again this week I'm not on there. You're not on there. The ECB keeps their rates unchanged, which should be no, come as no surprise. Now we got to get into Tesla. All right. Yeah. <clears throat> plug, plug, your, plug yourself in. Here, you know what? Look, we're going to talk about selling, when to sell. I don't have any cardinal rule i have never found one all right uh you know william o'neill the william o'neill school of thought uh, from from uh from the canceling methodology is you sell when it goes down eight or nine percent uh that's a, a sell stop put in a sell stop well i can just tell you that cuts both ways uh you know you can that now this is on your initial purchase you could say all right, I got stopped out, and I only lost seven, eight percent. Well, you you do that about five times in a row, uh, and that adds up. Number one, number two, uh, I I can tell you of horror stories where I, but maybe had a sell stopped in many years ago, and uh, it got stopped out, and uh, it goes on to be the biggest winner of all time, right? So <laughs> I I don't know that you I don't know that you can make uh, any kind of a uh, of a set rule that you're going to adhere to. And then the other question is, you own a stock and it's up 79%, 83%, when do you sell it? My answer to that question is, I take it one stock at a time. Uh, you know, I had one of our subscribers uh, ask me a question, are you looking to do some profit taking? And, uh, you know, the answer is, Yes, I'm always looking to uh, do some profit-taking every day, but, you know, I just haven't seen uh, that point in time. And the, the, the other point is, is it depends on the stock. It's, it's all stock-centric for me. Now... And what's your other alternative? You mentioned a great example is too. What's your alternative, right? You sell AMD, right? Where, do you, where are you going to go, right? Uh, you know, you sit in cash or... 
uh, is there you know uh, you know all all valuations relative in terms of and it's always changing in terms of okay well you know it's like changing lane on lane on the highway right it's uh, you know or you you could get you know, just because you leave the the far right lane doesn't mean you, you're never going to the far right lane again it just yeah. means you know maybe <clears throat> that middle lane or the far left lane was uh you know looked a little more attractive at the moment but, but I think my followers know that uh you know it begins with the macro picture all right. Uh, I, I, I pay a lot of attention and I give a lot of heed to the macro outlook of the economy and the overall market. Uh, that's why I do evaluation on the market and update it every single Friday. What's the macro outlook look like? Is there a big change to the macro outlook? Well, obviously, we've seen some economic reports come in here. I'm not seeing any uh, big warning signs of a recession around the corner. So it begins with the overall attitude towards the market and the macro outlook. Uh, And right now, I mean, it's pretty favorable. I would say my biggest problem right now is finding anything to buy because you have a lot of things that are extended. Uh, expensive. So, you know, I'm more in just kind of a hold mode and enjoying the ride, okay? There's nothing wrong with that. Most days, uh, 99% of the time on individual stocks, my decision is hold. Yes, that is a big decision. Uh, You know, buy and sell are also big decisions, but hold is usually the right decision until it's not. Okay, now, that's where I would say that the second thing that is the first indicator for me of trouble in a stock is just looking at the charts every day. That, that's a part of the overall health of a stock, okay? Uh, we want a healthy environment in the market, and we want a healthy environment in the sector that a stock is in. I don't think the environment in the EV sector is very healthy right now. Uh, And I think it's been kind of uh, unwinding here for the last uh, several months. Uh, We've maybe even the last year, you've seen Ford back off uh, with their F-150 plans. You've seen uh, Hertz sell all of those uh, cars. uh, Supply chain disruptions. Supply chain disruptions. Labor disruptions. Lack of infrastructure. People not happy with their cars. Uh, owners trying to change a tire on a on a on an SUV electric. <laughs> I know, I know one of those. <laughs> you almost need a forklift uh, to change a tire, you know, and then a chiropractor. That's what it takes to change a tire. I know because I did it. All right, so there's just a lot of negativity out there. That's number two, and then number three. Now, uh, you know, we have we have clients from all walks of life, <clears throat> and. Uh, we have one that, you know, watches after babies in the hospital. And I've known people like that over the years. That That's a very specialized uh, area, you know, to look at newborns. Now, if you have spent a lifetime of looking at newborns and babies every single day, you know, you become pretty good at spotting when something's not right, something is off. Uh, and, you know, when I look at, charts every day uh, pull up tesla a couple times a day and you just notice when something's not right you know i think it's more of a it, it's an observation yes uh, but it's also there's a gut feeling that you know there's just not some there's just something not right here 
it's not trading right. Uh, there's no enthusiasm for it. Uh, there seems to be some unloading of the stock, distribution as, a, as opposed to accumulation. And that's what led me to sell Tesla. Okay, when we come back, a lot of other earnings news today. We'll be right back. This is Bill Gunderson. Thank you for tuning in to today's Best Stocks Now, Best Inverse Funds Now show. I put several hours of research in during the wee hours of the morning each day to bring you the very best cutting-edge stories that I can. To get two free weeks of my newsletter, go to GundersonCapital.com. To talk to us about our fee-based only money management services, call us at 855-611-BEST. Now, back to the second half of the show. And welcome back here to the uh, second half of today's Best Stocks Now show. Boy, that's a terrible chart on Tesla, just ugly. Uh, and it was ugly when I sold it back at 226. And I see my little note that I put on the chart at that time. I said, Tesla at this point has 73% upside potential. And then you had to use a multiple of 60, 60 to get there, all right? And... Uh, the valuation was a little sketchy there. The future was uh, a pretty unpredictable there, and the chart was starting to break down. And it just kind of like uh, everything kind of came together. And you know, it's a, that's a bold decision to say I'm selling it all, uh, and that's that's what we did. And there's a couple others that I have right now that uh, may go out the door here fairly soon. We'll see. But I take it a day at a time, and I take it a stock at a time. That's the way the market is. You can't make a blanket call, say, ah, I'm going to sell everything in the... You know, it's stock by stock, especially when you have more of a focused, narrow portfolio like we do. Each of our portfolios holds about 20. That's about all I can find that fit my criteria to fill those portfolios. And uh, when one starts to falter, look, what do they do on a baseball team? Uh, they cut the guy. They sent him down to Triple A. <laughs> right. We're sending Elon to Triple A to get his act together, get his swing back. Uh, maybe he never gets it back. I don't know. Would I buy it back again? Yeah, of course. Maybe we'll see. Now, just a couple other thoughts, and then we'll move on. Look at the downstream from Tesla. Look at Lucid. Lucid is two dollars and sixty cents today, down seven point nine percent. Look at. And uh, look at Rivian. Mm -hmm. Rivian is down uh, 4.4%. That's at $14. It's been cut in half since July. Now, what does this do to Kathy Woods? (coughs) You know, I'm just going to say it. Wrong again, Kathy. I mean, she's built her whole portfolio around Tesla being this, really the core of her portfolio. And we continue to own a hedge. Uh, against the highfalutin stocks that she owns uh, in SARK, S-A-R-K. It's up today. And uh, she has a big, big exposure to a lot of these. A lot of them have already, they're gone. Uh, Too Simple, uh, several others. Uh, look at Fisker. I mean, just, it doesn't look good for the industry. Like. Yeah. 
I think I think Goey it was Goey V. I think that was a canoe. That one was an interest. You know, it had had an interesting story, but it's sixteen cents right now. <laughs> yeah, what I mean, I mean now where push comes to shove uh, is when they force you to drive an EV. Okay, uh, they force you to drive an EV, like in California uh, and some European uh, countries. Uh, will the people, uh, you know, will they have a choice? Will they rebel? What will happen? I don't know. Okay, now let's move on to uh, some other news. Okay, here's a second one. I didn't like the way it was trading. Sold all uh, back in uh, September of last year, and that was Boeing. I didn't like the way it was trading. And uh, it did go up after I sold it. But now, you know, they've had nothing but trouble. Now they're blocking 737 MAX uh, production expansion. So I sold my Boeing because, number one, you know, it's unpredictable. That's an unpredictable industry. You can't say that's a 10% growth industry. Well, it's a very capital-intensive industry, too, especially when interest rates are high. And, uh, you know, they're subject to... uh, to to well all of the, the 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 news the crashes and whatnot man that really hurt them uh, badly and there's only two airplane makers in the world really uh, Airbus and Boeing but Boeing continues to have trouble and some of these airlines I think Alaska is blaming uh, their bad quarter on uh, Boeing and now <coughs> it appears that Boeing's going to get heavy government intervention oversight uh they're watching uh, them very very closely yeah, and essentially they, their whole manufacturing process. yeah so we'll see what comes from it but in the meantime not a good stock to own amd trades higher after ubs raises estimates price target ahead of earnings well we better look ahead to when amd is going to report amd is extended right now would i buy it right now no would i sell it right now no they're going to report earnings on uh, 1.30, five days from now. What is that, like next Tuesday or Wednesday? That'll be a big one. And you know what? I would not be surprised. I don't think that the AI is going to show up in their earnings yet. I think the AI is coming. Uh, but right now, I mean, they're, only, they're not looking for that big of a, a, a growth number. Uh, in this coming quarter, oh, I wanted to mention, I just wanted to mention real quickly, uh, this quarter that Tesla reported. Do you know that their their sales, their sales up 3%? Okay, you go to two quarters ago, they were up 47% year over year. Yeah, and they were shooting for 50 at all, you know, and I think, I think uh, yeah, and, uh, you know, their, their goal is always, you know, 45 to 50%. I think even at this, in this, in this, uh, uh, announcement yesterday they didn't even they didn't even give a uh, a year a year number no and if you look back over the last five years they've averaged 97 percent earnings growth per year that's come to a screeching halt for now now we take a look at amd and uh, they're hitting a new high uh, all-time high today uh, and like i said i wouldn't expect a big AMD does, has not really had a big blowout quarter in a long time. 
So when we'll PC, see. They just, you know, they kind of did the last, uh, the last you know, quarterly uh, meeting, right? They or announcement. They kind of, uh, you know, it was kind of the end, or the, you know, they're seeing the end of the PC slowdown. Remember, because uh, everybody bought a PC during <laughs> during COVID, and so you had a bunch of that demand pulled forward. And so now, finally, demand is beginning. You know, they were talking about, you know, demand on the personal computing side was beginning to pick up. Um, and then the next big growth piece, right, is like you said on the AI side. But I don't, we don't, we don't know if they've really even, if they've even really tapped that yet. Now, here's the, here's another one in a to- totally different sector. Here's another shocking story for me in the market: Humana. Humana warned uh, about two weeks ago. It, you know, here's another. There's not a lot of big insurers out there anymore. Uh, you know, you've got United Healthcare, you've got Humana, you've got Centene, uh, you've got uh, the old Blue Cross uh, Anthem. I can't remember their name uh, now. But this Humana story is getting—it's tanking again today. What has become <coughs> of our health insurers? Humana You're talking about ten percent pop at a time. I mean, well, know, I think their warning. Right. I didn't think they went all the way on their warning. I think because if they'd have done all the way, announced the real deal two weeks ago, it would have been down thirty or forty percent. It would have been shocking. I think they let out some of them, and now they're letting out the rest of the story. Uh, remember uh, Paul Harvey and here's the say, rest yeah. of the story. I was about to say, We're down another 14%. Now, why is that? This is 21% of our economy. I mean, is Obamacare not working? I don't know what the problem is. Can we not control costs? Now, look at the ancillary uh, fallout here. Look at the chart on United Healthcare. United Healthcare is down 5.7% today. <clears throat> what becomes something's got to give. If these companies all of a sudden are having a hard time making it work, obviously what has to give is premiums have to go up. And yeah, who's going to pay those premiums? <laughs> is the US government going to subsidize uh, to make up the gap? Or is health insurance are health insurance premiums about to really uh, jump up higher? Healthcare costs. I mean, that's what uh, that's what uh, uh, Humana is is saying. It says it's the cost of healthcare. Their costs uh, have gone up. So, anyways, this is and more a, people getting procedures too. By the way, you had, you had this kind of a slowing of a lot of uh, you know just healthcare usage. Um, you know, coming out of COVID, where people you know weren't weren't getting procedures done, and of course a lot of that uh, you know trickled to the bottom line for them in certain instances. And then of course now it's you know everywhere you know, now demands picked back up, yeah. which increases uh, costs for insurers. And so. you think they're ever going to cover the weight loss drugs? Never. Monjero doses are now available in limited amounts. They're they're they are uh, rationing. The, it, such demand for the weight loss drug Monjero. Now, you look at the healthcare sector. What's the stock to own? Lilly and Novo Nordisk. What are the stocks not to own? Basically, all the rest right now. We'll be right back.
And welcome back here to the final segment of today's Best Stocks Now show. How long does it take to sell a large position in today's world, Barry? One commercial break is all it takes. And uh, I did unload a large position during the commercial break. It doesn't take long to do the sell. It takes me longer to send out the notice uh, to uh, my subscribers and our clients that uh, we sold the position. But anyways, you know what? It's amazing. Just in the in the 25 years that I've been in the industry, I remember how difficult it was, uh, you know, in the early days uh, to uh, to to allocate trades. Yeah, the, just the mechanics. The, the mechanics. The, mechanics yeah. the computing power wasn't there, you know, and and now it's just it's gone. I mean, literally 30 seconds. Okay, you're out of the position and wash your hands. Let me get some soap, some sanitizer. I'm going to sanitize my hands from that one. I'm out of it, okay? Uh, it took a little bit of a ding, 8% ding since I bought it. But you know what? Look, things are changing here. And, uh, you know, I would say this, too. It seems like every cell you make is unique. Uh, you sell it for a unique reason. There's a unique reason behind it. And uh, I would say a big change in the industry, a change in the story is another big one. And obviously you had that change uh, several weeks ago. It's just been coming in the, in the EV industry, uh, the macro outlook in the sector, uh, and then, of course, the micro outlook for the stock. So anyways, uh, that's, uh, that's that. Now, let's take a look underneath the surface of the market, because there are stocks that are working today and doing better than the rest. Uh, That's where we try to focus our attention, obviously. Uh, Now, let's take a look. The S&P 500 is always a good place to start because you're taking a look. Here's your two biggest, well, I'm going to go four, five. I'm going to go six biggest, seven, eight. I'm going to go through these because there's such a trend here. Biggest loser in the S&P 500 today, Humana. Has to be. Down 13.5%. So all of you that own health care ETFs, health care mutual funds, I can remember when the health care providers, the HMOs, this is the late 1990s, very late 1990s, that was one of the best groups in the entire market. Uh, You know, when you looked at sectors, and that was a leading sector for, for, for a long time. And now it's a very difficult sector, very difficult. Managed care stocks, very difficult. And now we look down the line at the other losers in the S&P 500. You've got United Healthcare down 6.2%. <coughs> CVS, uh, don't forget CVS owns Aetna. Aetna was a big winner for us, okay? And uh, it got bought out by CVS. Uh, so CVS has a lot of exposure. We don't own CVS, but it's down 4.6% today. Centene is down 3.9%. Uh, so there's one uh, big uh, trend here in the market today. Healthcare, no good. Number two, the second biggest loser in the S&P 500. I, you know, and I, I didn't think I'd be saying this. Tesla is down now 10.4%. The EV sector, no good. Find me a good stock in the EV sector. 
uh, and look at some of the other losers in there. Albemarle. Why is Albemarle a big loser today, down 4.2? Because it's a miner lithium. of lithium. Yeah. Okay. Now, number three is the aerospace sector. Boeing down another 6.7. And, you know, that's another unique reason why I sold Boeing. You know, look, people hold on to stocks, and I guess it's hope and pray. I used to hear that expression a lot. Uh, what's your What's your strategy in the market? Some people's strategy is hope and pray, you know, that it comes back at some point in time. But it takes earnings growth to come back. And without that earnings growth, it's not coming back. And there has to be a time when you admit things you were wrong and it's time to move on. And, uh, you know, this the, this uh, EV sector, boy, there's a big question mark uh, next to it right now. <coughs> and, and then, of course, the aerospace sector. Boeing down 6.7% today. Uh, and Northrop Grumman. I don't know if this is tied to Boeing, down 7.7. Now let's go across the street. Okay, this side of the street is cold and windy, and, ah, man, the trash is blowing around on the ground. Let's go to the other side of the street, (laughs) the sunny side of the street, okay? Here's where we find uh, some winners in the market today. Let's begin with LAM research. Well, you know, look. The semiconductor sector in today's world, it's always been a good sector. Ever since I've got into the business, I've seen this evolution of the semiconductor. Moore's Law. It, it's true. It's a truism. And, uh, you know, I, I just remember my first uh, computer uh, and uh, how slowly it would compute those spreadsheets. But I thought I'd died and gone to heaven. And now I look at the computing power, and now we're into AI and all of this. Uh, LAM research is up 5% today. What else do we have here? Uh, Adobe up 3.2% today. And then there's a few others here and there. United Rentals, <coughs> which we own the bond. Yep. <coughs> and I have owned the stock. They rent equipment. Instead of buying a chainsaw and selling it to you, they ran it over and over again. United Rentals is up 12%. Now, here's a surprise. Here's a big surprise. IBM is up 12% today. Maybe they're finally figuring out how to get in. They had the lead. They had Watson. I can remember Watson <laughs> way back when. <laughs> the original AI. I remember Where's when Watson? It was, remember it was competing against uh, uh, you know uh, challengers on Jeopardy? Yeah. <laughs> right. Where's Waldo? Well, we finally found Waldo, and it's up 12.3. Anyway. ServiceNow uh, had a good report. They're yes. Up a couple of percent. That's, that's another one we own, and you already mentioned Land Research as well. Well, this is a heck of a fun business to be in. You know, I enjoy every day of it, and uh, I can't wait. I got uh, 508 charts to look at here today. I'll be reporting back. We've already made one big sale to get the newsletter this weekend coming to your inbox Go to GundersonCapital.com to make an appointment with us, to have us manage your money. 855-611-BEST, 855-611-BEST. Have a great day, everybody.
This show is not a solicitation to buy or sell any securities. Bill Gunderson or clients of Gunderson Capital Management may have long or short positions in stocks mentioned during the show. Past performance is not indicative of future performance. Gunderson Capital Management is a fee-based registered investment advisory firm. All accounts are held at Charles Schwab. Schwab is a member of SIPC and FINRA. 